Hey, Kenjiro, I think Jenny can kick your ass. Are you a betting man, Vish? Hey guys, and welcome to the Get Life podcast. Um, this is actually the second episode I've recorded today. Uh, I think the last episode we had Master on. Or did we? Because I recorded an episode with someone awesome, but I'm not sure in what order I'm going to release the episodes. So that, that really changes a lot of things. So anyway, this is the part two to the episode with Master. What up? Yeah. <laughs> so we got him on to answer a couple of questions that we weren't able to do last episode. Um, mainly because uh, we're in two separate parts of the world and Skype is being crazy. Just yep, this is being a hater, man. It's just it was it was too much epicness, man. I can tell you that right now. It was too much epicness going on. Skype couldn't handle it. It's understandable. It happens. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the problem. So that's why we had to do it. But you know, it's more for you guys. Think about it like that. That's right. More stuff. Exactly. And you guys. I have to thank you guys for all the questions that you asked. It's it's always nice to see um, people asking questions, especially um, for Master. There is a lot of interesting questions, and I think we should get on with it. Yeah, lay it on me. Okay, we will do. Um, I have to find the questions again, because now I lost them. Jeez. <laughs> um, okay, one of the questions is... Are you coming to the UK anytime soon? Am I coming to the UK anytime soon? Um, currently, I don't have plans to go down there. Um, I think at one point I was I was really trying to poke at a uh, at Chin uh, from Tech McCoy uh, Europe and to yeah. see if there was a way I can get down there in that side of the, the that side of the globe. But right now, currently, I don't have plans. I would like to go down there just so I can play a lot of the players over there, meet a lot of people, and just. Say hello to everybody. But right now, no plans, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Bear in mind, a lot of these people were actually from the UK that sent in these questions. Oh, man. It, so, it makes it hurts me even more now. Yeah. that's Well, you never know. One day. Yeah, perhaps. And, it, and if it does come, trust me, everybody will know. Everybody and their mom and their moms. Hmm. Do you think, like, if you do go to the UK, a lot of people are just going to come with their mums? <laughs> no, but at least their moms will be able to take them there if they need to get a ride. Because <laughs> the thing is, um, interesting story. I was actually playing um, DOA, uh-huh. and I needed someone to spar with. <laughs> so, yeah, first, you know, I played against my sister. I won, of course. And, you know, I, I got a big... A, bit big-headed and i was like okay mum, i'm gonna face you do away and then i was like okay mum, you can choose kasumi and i obviously i picked haibusa uh-huh. and i lost <laughs> yeah, oh, wow, beat you. She yeah. Gave you the <laughs> i know it was so weird on the screen she was looking like she was doing all these crazy combos and i'm like mum, have you been practicing while i'm at school <laughs> and she was like it up on the low she was like, no. And I was like, what were you doing, mom? How did you do all these crazy combos? She, like, she was teleporting at one point. I was like, what? It was that's weird. Funny. Nah, that's funny. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I couldn't believe that she did that. Like, And she told me she only pressed the circle button. That's it. Only the circle button. Just pressing it again 
and again and again. And I was like, I don't believe you. I don't. I don't <laughs> believe you. Rematch. <laughs> and of course, we picked the same characters, but she still won. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> just just by pressing circle. Yo. Oh my god, I don't know how I'd be able to tell that story. Hey, hey my mom beat me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That shows how much of a pro my mom is at DOA. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So if I ever go down there, hey, she'll know where to find me. She'll, she'll, everybody will know. See, she'll be in like next year's IGN Pro League. There you go. On the live streams and everything. Yep. Um, in front of millions of yeah, what would happen if you if you got beaten by your own mother at DOA? That would be insane. I would be like, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I can't can't play anymore. I've you beat me. Uh, obviously, you know it's a sign. It's some some kind of sign telling me, listen, you need to stop. You know your your own mother's beating you now. I think I'd probably have to stop. I'd have to be, uh, definitely like put away and sell all my DOA paraphernalia, everything. Wow. <laughs> and then she just does like an Azuna drop. What would oh you do? God, that'd be insane. As it is, as it is, females can't even do Azuna drops like on on instinct, just like by itself. I haven't seen anybody that a, a, a woman has been able to do that. Like I haven't experienced anybody that plays Hayabusa like that. And and if, if she were to do that to me, I'd be like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I quit. That's it. That's. Are you saying you wouldn't be proud of your mom? I would be proud, but at the same time, I'd be like. Mine would be my mind would be blown. Literally, I would have like a hole on the top of my head. What, what if she was like, "Oh, Manuel, I was just, um, you know, I saw your your gameplays. I watched all of them, and you know, I learned something." <laughs> that's that's uh, what do you call it? Naturally talented. She has that natural talent. Then maybe she passed it on to you. Very true. Maybe maybe that's where I got it from. Then I'll be like, now I know why. I, you know, this whole time I thought I was, you know, just, you know, doing really good work. But in reality, it was all in my mom's genes. Who would have thought? <laughs> See, now we would never know. I bet, you, I bet you're, you're just going to go to your mom's house just to do that and see who wins. I know, right? Like, yo, get on the stage real quick. I just need to test something. I just need to test something. It came to my mind. Gotta, I have to check it out for myself. Uh, moving on swiftly. Um, that was a nice first question. I'm not gonna lie. Um, another question is where you're from. Where am I from? Okay. Um, I'm originally from El Paso, Texas, which is a border town right next to, which is right in between actually New Mexico and Mexico, because it's on the west side of uh, Texas. And um, that's where I'm originally from. My uh, for people that I don't know my. Um, ethnic background. I'm, I'm Hispanic. I'm, a, I'm, I'm Mexican. My family's Mexican. So um, some people are kind of surprised. Uh, I think it's mainly because I don't have that thick of an accent. Some people catch it. Some people don't catch it. So um, uh, as far as uh, where I'm from, that's where I'm from. I'm from El Paso and my family is Mexican. Okay. Um, the thing, you, you're from Texas and stuff, but I don't hear like a that kind of Texas accent, like you know Tina from DOA. Like Tina, come on, boys. <laughs> I try, I try not to make it too obvious, you know. I try to try to keep it on the low, you know, to, not not to make other people think like, oh man, he's from Texas, you know. I just I try to keep it secret, you know, so that way people are like, well, where is he from? You know what I mean? That's why they're asking the question. See? Oh. So you try to be ninja. You got to be ninja twenty four seven. 
Okay, um, another question is, has the DOA community improved since Dead or Alive 4? As a DOA community has improved since Dead or Alive 4, I personally think it has. I think it's, uh, it's gone a, a lot better, especially on the competitive aspect of it. Um, there's been a lot uh, bigger uh, turnouts for tournaments, um, which is always a good thing, and, and that kind of builds longevity to the game because more people want to play it and people want to spend more time with it and analyze it and kind of like give out information to newcomers in the in the series. And that's mm-hmm. always always something you want to have for anybody that, even for a casual player, that just might be interested in getting kind of like semi-competitive or completely competitive. So I think it's, it's, it's improved. Um, at the same time, I feel like it, there's still a lot more room for improvement. I think, um, you know, more people should, uh, should try to pick up the game and play it competitively. But even if you don't play it competitively, uh, you should definitely, if you're just a casual per- person that maybe like looks at the streams or looks at videos or maybe even uh, posts in forums, um, always, uh, I think you should always be supportive of uh, what all your, um, you know, your peers are doing in the sense of like, uh, even if you're not competing, but maybe your friend is competing or maybe somebody you just know on the forums is competing, you should support those people and just kind of like promote, promote each other really. Even when it comes to somebody's like drawing a, a, a something like for Kasumi or Hayabusa, like they're, they're making drawings, uh, you should support each other in that way because Regardless if you're casual or competitive, it just it just builds it up even more. More people want to come. More people want to see what it's all about. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it has improved, and I think there's a lot more room for improvement. Um, I think we ha- we're in a position where we can really make a statement, not just to uh, uh, Team Ninja, who's been supporting us uh, and who's been showing a lot of love towards the community, casual and competitive, but um, it kind of shows a statement to them and to everybody in the world to, to to show that you know we are fighters you know we, we we play the game we love to uh you know compete and we love to enjoy you know the visuals of doa as well and the story behind it you know which is why it's there you know what i mean yeah um another question is this isn't really a question it's like it's more of a well it is a question uh, someone <laughs> didn't actually know who you were i think they kind of got confused and they asked is master the guy from america who beat perfect legend <laughs> Uh, just, just so, uh, just so everybody knows, I, I'm, I am the person that has been Perfect Legend, but we've, we've gone back and forth a lot throughout our DOA history. Um, uh, I, I use, obviously I use Hayabusa, so, um, if, if you saw me versus him, um, as Hayabusa, then yeah, I am that guy. Um, but like I said, well, he's a really good competitor and we've gone, uh, back and forth several times and it's just, um. It's, it's always a uh, it's always fun playing them so yeah I guess you can say I'm that guy <laughs> wow I, I'm I'm actually gonna go after this episode and watch that match that everyone's talking about that because it has to been iconic if someone actually asked the question regarding that yeah I'm I don't I'm not sure which one it was that they saw I think it was a televised one yeah I think it, it might have, it must have been a televised one because uh, we played several times and there were there was one that, that was on TV, and of course, eventually it was on YouTube and stuff like that. So it was it was a good match, and it was a big crowd. You know, it was, it was you know during the CGS time. So I'm thinking that's the match they probably saw. Possibly. Um, who was the hardest to fight out of all the people that you've fought in DOA? The hardest. Oh man. Let's see. Um. I'm going to try to break it down to like maybe two, maybe three categories. I want to say 
the hardest was probably just the most like annoying matches was against like Ahbi Ninja, I think. Um, anybody that's been with the DOE community for a while uh, recognizes Ahbi Ninja or knows of Ahbi Ninja, is a really good player, top player. And uh, his, just playing him was just annoying. It was just, it was always slow. It was always like he, he would turtle the whole match. It was, and it, it was a legit tactic. You know, and there was, there's nothing against that at all. It's just the match to me was not a very entertaining match. I, I couldn't even, even if I wanted to make, inter, I, even if I wanted to make the match entertaining and I like to make matches like entertain, I try to like go with the flow, go with my instincts, things that, you know, make it look good. But at the same time, it's, it's rewarding. I couldn't. It's just he would not allow it. It was just like, listen, we're going to play this way and you're just going to have to beat me this way. And, you know, and I was able to beat him sometimes like that. But it's just kind of like that was like the most annoying slash like hardest match because it was just a slow, slow match. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, the uh, another match that was hard, but I, I always liked those matches and they were always entertaining to me was against like Perfect Legend because... Um, when me and Perfect Legend fought, it was like, we was just going at it like lions, tigers, and bears. It was like, it didn't matter. We were just going all in and we were, we were, and, and we weren't playing foolishly. It's just, we were, we were taking those, those crazy risks, but at the same time playing safe and, and just, you know, putting it all on the table. It's like, this is what I got. This is what you got. And we're just going at it. And it, it always goes like a back and forth situation. So it was fun. Uh, during the times that we did play a, a whole bunch, um, mainly in DOA four, we played more in DOA four than the uh, the previous DOAs and the, the and DOA five. Um, but uh, I think it was I think that's uh, uh, one of the more entertaining matches for me as far as like when it came to uh, competing and in the sense of it being one of the hardest. Okay, um, another question is how many hours a week do you play DOA and and practice it? Um, well, let me put it to you this way. Back then, I used to be able to play a whole lot. <laughs> back then, it was a little different. And back then, it was kind of like more of like, at some point, it was kind of just like my job to do. Um, nowadays, I, you know, I'm caught up with a lot of different things with work and, and just staying busy in general. And um, now I actually don't play as much as I would like to because of the, the simple fact that I'm trying to keep up with everything else. And of course, I want to spend time with, you know, uh, friends, family, and not only that, but most importantly, my fans as well, because they, you know, people hit me up on Twitter and they'll hit me up on Facebook and I don't like to leave people hanging. And sometimes I accidentally do because I'm just caught up with different things. So I always like spend time towards that, you know, trying to respond to people. People might have a couple questions or I try to guide them to someone. They may be able to answer their questions or, or, or lead them to a way, uh, to a place where, you know, they can get more information. So I like to like, you know, try to balance it out. So, so there's a lot more, uh, player, um, interaction with uh, you know the player and you know the fans or other people that are interested in getting involved with DOA, and I don't think a lot of players do that. So I think a lot of my time goes towards some of that, especially like even like my YouTube channel and stuff like that. So I'm always trying to put out content for people that are still following me, that have been supporting me for so long that they still have something else to look forward to. Not always just DOA, but it is kind of circled around DOA sometimes. Um, so when it comes to my training time. It's, it's kind of cut back quite a bit, and I'd probably play in a week, I would say maybe at most 10 hours in a week. So you're looking at roughly like about an hour or two hours on, on Xbox Live or whatever daily, you know what I mean? Mm. On, on, on DOA, it doesn't mean I'm not on Xbox Live, but it just means I'm, I'm probably on DOA for about that long. But every time I do train or whatever, I, I you know, I'm, I 
I've understood DOA for so long now that when I do train, I know what it is I'm looking for. You know what I mean? It doesn't take me a whole lot of time to go find, you know, the stuff that's going to work and it's very damaging. So it's like I, I always test a lot of things. I'm very technical with the game. I'm very, very technical with it. So um, anybody, if you talk to anybody like Chosen One, Suzy or whoever, they'll tell you it's like, you know, when it comes to him training, when it comes to master training, it's... It's it's a different ball game. It's not. It's, I don't. I don't look. The, I don't look at the game the same way as everybody else. So, the dude, the the small time I do spend with it, it feels like it's an enormous amount of time because I learn so much so quickly. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm breaking it down so fast. Hmm. Seems interesting. Um, continuing on this kind of training thing. If someone went up to you and said, "Hey, master, I want to be a DOA pro." I want to be a fighting game pro what would you say to them and what advice would you give to them because i know a lot of people in the audience um are thinking that if you want to be a, a doa pro or a fighting game pro or any kind of pro gamer in general i would say um first of all you gotta do what you can to love the game i think uh one of the most important things is uh uh, you want to play a game that you naturally just love playing. You know what I'm saying? I think it's one of the biggest factors. If you don't love playing it, you're just playing it just for the sake of playing it. I think um, it doesn't. It doesn't usually turn out that way. It doesn't mean it can't. It just usually doesn't uh, because uh, you tend to lose uh, interest towards the game because originally you didn't love it that much. So if you're a DOA player and you love to play DOA and you want to be known as one of those top players or kind of set a record or kind of be that guy that you know that has you know the wins all tournaments and wins the big prizes and maybe even get sponsorship then always remember that you got to do you got to spend the right amount of time it takes time and energy to train and to be one of the best and not the best in the world and um you know always 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 accept you know all kinds of like losses you may get even online or offline it's just that's just part of the process you're, you're gonna lose sometimes and you're not you're not gonna win them all and um, you just, you know, you take it for what it what it's worth. Don't tr try your best not to make excuses. Just, uh, you know, swallow your pride just for a little bit and just be like, you know what? You know, it's it's normal. You know, I'm, I'm playing online. I can accept it, you know, whatever. And instead of throwing tantrums, because there's some people that like, let that get the best of them. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's this or, or this guy doesn't even know what he's doing. It's like, regardless of that, just accept it for what it is. Try to improve on what you're doing. And, you know, go out there. Get your name out there. Do stuff, uh, you know. Gamers that are pros or people that are becoming pros, um, they're they're a name. They're essentially a brand, and you, and you gotta you gotta you gotta build that brand. You know, you gotta you gotta show people that who you are. If you really want people to know who you are and what you're doing, then throw it out there. I mean, uh, you're trying to get known anyway, right? I mean, you might as well uh, start you know, start your blog or whatever it is you want to do. So that way, when people hear about you more, or as you make it higher in the you know in the ladder, you're you're just kind of like like you have more followers. You're like, oh man, I've been following this guy. Since he was like, you know, at the very beginning, you know what I mean? Kind of like, kind of like how people follow, uh, uh, like football players and baseball players when they're in college. You know, it's a similar thing. We don't have like a, a college or or high school of gaming, so the best way to do it is kind of like make it up yourself. It's kind of like here's my blog. This is how you can follow me, and this is how I'm improving. And you know, putting out rather it be putting out blogs or videos. I think that's the the best thing to do, um, as far as like uh, getting more involved in, in becoming a pro. A pro player, you know what I'm saying? And you, you gotta, and, and like I said uh, previously, you just you just gotta go out there. You just gotta travel. Traveling is gonna be one of the biggest things that you have to accept, and you're gonna have to invest time, energy, and of course money to get your name out there. It's just part of the process. You, there's no way around it. You just you just gotta do it. You can't and you can't just do it once either. So uh, once you do it that one time, 
uh, usually your your mind will open up a lot more and you'll you'll learn a lot from that experience and you'll want to do it again usually most of the time most people want to do it again anyway and that's just um, part of the process of becoming pro you just have to do it again eventually and 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 give it all you got um another question is oh what was it damn it i can't find the rest of the question oh yeah i found them um <laughs> if he didn't you know if doa didn't exist what fighting game do you think you would be playing and do you think you would be pro in another fighting game i would be playing clay fighter i'm just kidding no. <laughs> i'll be playing clay fighter 63 and a half that's what i'll be playing no um i'll be playing um that's a good question most likely, I'd probably be playing Street Fighter. I grew up with Street Fighter. Uh, anybody who's followed me in the past knows that my brother was a big Street Fighter fan. I mean, he was like all over that game, and he like burnt that in my head to play Street Fighter or Capcom games in general because he played a lot of Capcom games. So, um, I would probably be playing Street Fighter. Would I would I be pro or would I not? That's an interesting question. I think personally, I would have been pro. Um, I still think I can go pro now. I just don't have that time and energy. It just comes down to that. I mean, that's probably the biggest factor against me right now. Um, but, um, that, that would probably be the game because I, I love Street Fighter. You know, like I said, I grew up with it. I, I've come to accept the, uh, the game for what it is and how it works. And it's an interesting game. I love it. I love how Street Fighter works. And, and because of Street Fighter and the way I, I grew up with my brother playing that game, it's helped me a lot with DOA. And that's probably why I'm so good in DOA because Street Fighter kind of built that fundamental, the fundamentals for me with my brother. Okay. So um, back then, you know, when you were playing your brother in Street Fighter, who used to win? Oh, yeah, he used to whoop the crap out of me, dude. I'm telling you, man. He would just beat me so many times. Like, I can't keep track of how many times he beat me up. Like, it was, and he wouldn't get bored of it either. Like, he would just beat me and beat me over and over. And he, like, switched characters to it. And that would, like, annoy me too because I felt like that was, like, Insult to injury is like, oh, you know, I, you know, I beat you with my main already. You know, I'm just gonna switch over to this. Like, you know what I mean? At that, at that time, he used to annoy me. Nowadays, it's like, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter who I, who I play and who they switch to. It's, it's whatever to me. But back then, you know, I was I, as a kid growing up, I was like, oh my god, it's like, like you know, I would get around or maybe I get a match, you know, maybe. But oh my god, it was just like constant like whoopings. I was like, it was, it was hard for me to win matches against them. Eventually, he he got busier, you know, in life and, and stuff like that, because he's uh, definitely a lot older than me. And um, I started beating him, and, and now whenever we play uh, any fighting game, he doesn't, he can't hold a candle to me because he just knows that I've I've already practiced so much in DOA and know the fundamentals of fighting games so well that uh, when it comes to any of it, like he he can't he can't stand a chance against me. Hmm. That's. I was actually going to ask you, though, that, that same kind of question, like, if it was now. But you've already answered that, so... <laughs> yeah, I would, I would definitely beat him down. I would beat him down a whole bunch now. Wow. Um, moving on. Do you... Wait, 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 wait. Damn it, I can't find all the other questions. <laughs> I have to say this question is a cute one. It's a personal one. Okay. I when when I when I saw it now, I'm like, oh, like okay, this is how it is. This is the question. How did you meet your girlfriend? And was it because of DOA? Oh, that is a good question. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, it was because of DOA. Let's put it that way. Um, 
Um, Vanessa, I, I've known Vanessa actually for a really long time. Um, I never looked at Vanessa in that way though. I never carried a conversation like that with her in that way in the past. And plus she was uh, usually with uh, someone else anyway. So, and I was with somebody else anyway at the time. So I never, we never saw each other that way. And um, it was a time where, you know, we both weren't with people and uh, she, uh, there was, I was told that she was kind of like, you know, interested, she had a crush or whatever. And I was like, oh really, that's, you know, I didn't, know, I didn't even think about it that way because we never talked like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's how I, I mean, I mean, I've known her for a long time as a friend and then uh, through like, you know, Xbox Live and through events. And then um, eventually we just became something. It became more than just, you know, friends after a while. Uh, during the time we were on, during the time we were on DirecTV and we were doing CGS. Okay. Um, that kind of links in with another question. Who do you think is a better DOA fighter? You <laughs> or Vanessa? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she's a better player than I am. I think. I think she's a better player. Are uh, you just saying that because she's in the room? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, I think, I think she doesn't give herself enough credit. I think oh, that's okay. what, it, what it really is. Um, obviously, when we play each other, we play each other a ton of times. So we both we both can take each other out at any given moment, really. Because um, mm. we just know each other really well. Um, but uh, she, she's really talented. If she spends more time, she actually spends a little less time than I do, which is uh, not even a whole lot of time uh, to begin with. And um, I feel like if she if she spent a lot of time or more time than I do, I think she would get really good. She's one of the very few female DOA players that it's just, you know, kind of naturally has it. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she just loves DOA. I remember back then, and she would just talk about it so much too. She was like, man, I just love this game. I used to play this stuff for like long, long, long hours growing up, and I still play it and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I think that her passion for the game is so strong that it's helped her just stay good all the time with her, with the, with the game. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, this isn't really a a question. It's just a statement. It's, it says potato. What do you have to say to that? <laughs> potato? I say yeah. potato. Oh. <laughs> I love people, man. Another question. Ah, uh, oh, damn! I actually forgot the rest of the question. Damn it! Ah, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. This is a question. Do you see many people fighting as uh, Alpha One Five Two in tournaments? Um, you know, I thought I was gonna see more of it at the recent tournament I was at in in Atlanta. Um, there was only one player. The the player that had won the tournament had used her, but um, I don't I don't even think his final match was with her. Uh, I think it was with Helena, but um. I actually, uh, he he had won a previous tournament about a, f a few months back before that with that character, I believe. And I was expecting to see more of that character this time, but I don't think there's going to be like a huge, uh, you know, like influx of like people trying to play Alpha 152 because even though Alpha Alpha 152 is a good character in the sense of like, you know, the, the speed and these long strings that you, you know, you have to essentially learn and, and learn how to block them um, and hold them. Um, she has a lot of like things that she can't defend against. You know, she doesn't have like get up attacks really. Like she only has one in a specific position. She doesn't really have uh, counter holds either. She can't really hold against any attack. She just kind of teleports out of the way. And depending on the move you do, you might actually recover before her. So um, the only thing that really helps her right now is her parries, and she only can do those out of stunts. So 
if she's stunned, she can't throw those parries out. She has to do her regular holes that, again, don't do any damage to you. Uh, so I don't think that's going to be a huge uh, move to people like wanting to play her. I mean, they'll play her for fun. I think there'll be a lot more people that'll play her for fun, especially now since um, Team Ninja was able to provide that patch where during Versus you can you can play as all the characters while having to go through you know the whole unlocking process, which is really nice and is very helpful to the, commu to the community. But uh, I personally don't think there's going to be a whole bunch like of people just trying to pick up Alpha 152. Um. Okay, there's this one question also related to Alpha 152. It's um, using the least amount of words. Describe Alpha 152's appearance. <laughs> Listerine. There you go. <laughs> Listerine. Pick the Listerine character. Wow. A lot of people have been saying that kind of things. Yeah. Regarding that, they're, they're saying, oh, she's made out of toothpaste or and things like that. That's just. Mouthwash. Wow, that's what she's associated. I think she should do like adverts with Colgate. Colgate? Yeah. Yeah, she could. She could if she wanted to, or she can do um, uh, uh, an alternative color to uh, your standard uh, Jello. You call it jelly, the Jello gelatin. Possibly. Yep. And they do like promotional uh, costumes for that. Yeah. But you know how you have like the, uh, what is it called? Because one of her, her red costume, you know that toothpaste that you guys have in America known as Close Up? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, geez. And it's not in America, isn't it? If you guys know what the Close Up toothpaste is, it's like a red, it's like red hot toothpaste. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It's like you put it in your mouth and you feel like it's burning. Oh wow! It's, what is it like? It has like a some kind of like cinnamon flavor or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That probably makes more. And it's and it's red. It's like yeah, it's crazy. You know what's so funny though? I think in the in dimensions because you can use Alpha One Five Two in DOA dimensions mm -hmm. for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, in dimensions, I think she had more colors. I think she had yellow also, and I think she had yellow and a green. Wow. The thing I don't understand is, like, in the story, she's, I think she's wearing this kind of robe at one point, you know, when she's, well, don't want to give out spoilers, but when she's, like, slicing through, I don't know if that's her. But... Yeah, I think, it, I think it is her, but uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's interesting that she would wear the robe, but uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe there was just something. Also, in the story, she doesn't actually, she doesn't look, she doesn't have that kind of gelatin mode. She's just... She changes into these other characters. Do you see what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was actually very interesting. I actually liked that when I saw that the first time. I thought that was really cool because when she was like beating me up for the first time and she switched characters in mid-string in the during the jungle, I was like, "Holy crap! That's that's pretty amazing!" Like, I want to I want to play that character. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing because if they. If they did kind of put that in exhibition mode as like a separate character, only exclusive for this exhibition mode, like you can't use online and things, it would be pretty fun. Like because other games have it, Mortal Kombat has Sang, uh, Shang Tsung, the yeah. character that can change the, all these other characters. You know, right. Dragon Ball Z I think has um ah oh, I forgot his, you know the purple guy, Ginyu. Yeah, that's the one. The one that switches souls with people. Ice, like, yeah. 
That's that guy. So every fighting game has someone like that. So I think DOA could do with that kind of outrageous character. It, it could it could happen. I mean, it would probably definitely have to be banned unless there was like limitations. But a character like that, oh my god, that'd be crazy. You're doing Kasumi's combos and all of a sudden you catch him in the air with Hayabusa. That's insane. Mm, that would be. <laughs> it looks cool. I remember when they did it to me. Uh, the computer did it to me. I thought it was pretty freaking cool. <laughs> if only they could do that. I, I can imagine. Or, or they should add, you know what they should do now that you mentioned that? They should add a little patch where you can add the effect of the smoke. Mm, that would be pretty cool. Because like that character is like smoking or has like like flames or something out of it as it's transforming. Mm, like a particle effect. I see what you mean. Like That would yeah. be interesting. But, you know, because Alpha 152 is a bit weird looking and and her moves as well. But that version of Alpha 152... I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being defeated by that version of Alpha One Five Two just because it's, it looks awesome. Yep. No, I, I totally understand. Um, another thing is this other question. I don't, I'm not sure if you're gonna answer it, but um, <laughs> who do you think is the best-looking character in DOA Five? Mmm, see, I'm looking at the box art right now, actually. Um, oh, I know you're going to say Ayane. Because that's <laughs> Ayane, what I think. Ayane is very cute, so I'm not going to lie. But they're also good. They did so well. Team Ninja did really well with the girls. But then again, they always do good with the girls. Um, as far as the girls are concerned, I, you know, I feel like I hop, uh, I hop from one to the other. I can't really make up my mind. I feel like they all have their moments of like where they look really, really good. Um, but Kasumi, I think, is really good as far as the girls are concerned. Of course, as far as the males are concerned, man, the Super Ninja, you can't top the Super Ninja, man. With them green eyes? Come on, man. You can't top that guy. Oh, you can. You can. <laughs> there, there's... I don't want to sound weird here, but you can. Like, genuinely, I'm... You know, people are going to say Jan Lee. Yeah, a lot of... Actually, a lot of females like Jan Lee. And I, I and I think it's because of you know the his swagger and his uh, his uh, the way he's like dressed overall. Mm. But um, you know, hi, Busa, man, that's a man right there. But you, you don't know. Maybe he's not a man. <laughs> he's, Maybe he's he's in that... take off that mask. He's a he's a female. <laughs> yeah, he might be like Kasumi in disguise. Like we don't know. <laughs> oh man, that would be disappointing. That would ruin the whole Ninja Gaiden franchise. You know, they can always do, like, a spin-off game, like, I don't know. They could do that. They could, yeah, that's true, they could. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would um, be But, yeah, in, in for that question, I'd just like to put my input in. Um, I have to say Ayane. Ayane, yeah. It's not a bad pick, either. Just like because of cause the purple hair. That, <laughs> I, I like that, that's, that's kind of cool. The purple hell does it for you, man. <laughs> In real life, I know it would look a bit weird, but... <sighs> if done right, you never know. If done right, maybe it would be just fine. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, it's... Because <laughs> hmm. the other characters, you know, I don't like Tina. What? Oh, you know, my God. Tina is like... The, the character is just like, ah, uh, really? I, I don't need to see all of that. Oh my god, how can you... That's that's from Texas, boy. <laughs> Everything yeah, big from Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, wow. Like, Do you see that bit in the story mode? 
like when the dad is there i'm like wow dad aren't you embarrassed like do you know what i mean like bass yeah <laughs> jeez like i i wouldn't you know how he was like embarrassed that she was gonna run for senator oh yeah yeah and he was like oh you ain't running for senator you know what i mean like like he shouldn't he kind of be embarrassed like yo dude that's that's my daughter you know <laughs> she's she's like pretty much half naked and all these guys are staring at at her and he's right there do you know what i mean yeah yeah i think i think you know given the storyline i think he doesn't mind as much because you know they're in wrestling man that's how the girls are in wrestling too so he's used to he's immune to it now he's like i expect this from these commoners <laughs> Well, yeah. um, and I just I don't like Hitomi either. What? How do you not like Hitomi? Because she's annoying. Oh my god! What a hater! We got a hater in the building, everybody. I, I <laughs> no, okay. I don't I don't hate Hitomi, but I hate Hitomi. <laughs> okay. Like, I, totally I don't. Understand now. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on Hitomi. I'm not gonna be like, ah, Hitomi. I'm not gonna be like chatting all of that stuff, but. You know, frankly, I I don't I just my personal opinion. I just don't like Hitomi. Firstly, because you know she's she is so annoying. Secondly, she's kind of clingy, kind of needy. Um, also, because oh, of Hayate or Ayane. Yeah, I, I saw that in the story mode. And I'm like, wow, the way just Ayane comes in there and then she's just like, oh yeah, I, I'm just gonna go now. Like, wow, you should <laughs> she should have stood her ground. If she stood her ground. Do you know what I mean? Then I would have respected her a bit more, but she didn't. A bit more. <laughs> also, her voice is like, anno- like, very annoying. Like, I'm ready. I'm like, oh, really? No. <laughs> we don't. I thought that was the game for a second. I was like, like wow, that's pretty good. We don't need to know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I don't really listen to the voice acting in English actually personally that much. Oh, so, so. you more Japanese? Yep. Well, because that's how the game originally started. It was just always Japanese. Oh. Uh, Cause even in Japanese she's annoying. What? Oh my god! All the Japanese voices are you know, awesome. Do you know that intro when she's like, "Onyaishimasu," when she does that? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "You're still you're you're not as annoying <laughs> in English." You're still you're, annoying. You're you still, put, you know, you know still, what you should do? You should go to the you should go to the random filter in the game and just like uncheck Marketomi. You'll never have to worry about her again. What do you, can you do that? Yeah, you can do that. So whenever you fight the computer or any, any except, except for except for online play, obviously, or whenever you're playing somebody. But when it comes to the computer and you're playing it on random or whatever, or you're playing them randomly, it, you Katomi won't pop up. That's awesome. I need to, I need to find out how to do that. Yeah, just go to the options menu. It's there. You can also pick uh, which stages uh, you don't want to appear. Also, when you pick random. Wow, I need I need to do that. Thanks. Um, well, now I'm I'm never gonna see his help me. <laughs> also, funny, dude. <laughs> it's the thing is I don't mind using Hitomi in a match because she's relatively easy to use. But it's just Hitomi as a character is annoying, like not to use, but her just character slash personality. I guess. Yeah, her what... personality is just like stupid. <laughs> That's funny. And she, you know, she's so defenseless. She can't really defend for herself. That's. That's another thing, you know. Leifang is similar to Hitomi, but Leifang's cool, you know. Leifang's cool. <laughs> like Leifang can. Leifang is cool too. Like, but Hitomi, can... Hitomi can defend herself pretty well because does, doesn't Hitomi make it to the finals in the story mode? 
Yeah, but I'm not talking about defend herself physically, but I mean like <laughs> in terms of standing, she couldn't stand her ground against Ayane. She could have no, tried, it's... but she didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, she didn't do anything. She could have. She could have been like, "No, that's my man." But she didn't. Do that. <laughs> that's my man, not your brother or whatever. <laughs> that's funny. But you could you could tell that Ayane and Hayate have something going on. It's. I, I think there is something. Like, of course, I don't know the whole backstory. I don't know anything. I just think they have something going on because that scene you could just you can be like you could tell that she didn't want uh I forgot her name she didn't want Hitomi there yeah so I mean if you don't know the backstory it's hard to make sense of it but it's 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 Hayata doesn't have anything with her I think Ayana is the only one that wants something with him mm. another thing is like when you hear Ayane's story is just so compelling, so I'd say depressing. It is. She's like she's she's one of the the you know she's like the stepchild of the the game for the most part. Mm. And you know she's always had this kind of rivalry with um, Kasumi. Kasumi, yeah. Like even when you're playing tags, and me and my sister actually found this out. Like if you're playing tags with them and you swap out characters, like tag in a character. Ayane will be like, oh no, Kasumi will be like, Ayane! And she's like, she's more caring, and she's like, you know, I'll be there for you, but uh, when when you're switching from Kasumi to Ayane, she's just so aggressive, and you know how they say their names and things. Right, right, right. She's, she's more, more uh, she's more like Kasumi, like, yeah, angry. Like, with other characters, she's not as angry, like, uh, with Hayate in the tag, she's like, oh, Master Hayate, or the same with uh, Raya Hayabusa, it's the same. Like she's right. she's more she's more loving towards them. She's showing more affection. But when it's towards Kasumi, she's very very aggressive. <laughs> she doesn't like her man. But the thing is, Kasumi isn't isn't aggressive to anyone. That's the thing. Oh no no, because she's she wasn't she was never aggressive either. If you know the storyline, she never really was aggressive to anybody. She was always caring, and she was caring about her brother. So yeah, as we were saying, um, yeah, the thing I don't understand is you were saying that Kasumi is very, not very aggressive, but Team Ninja right. decided to put her in the new Ninja Gaiden game. Right, right. It's kind of more of a, I think Kasumi and uh, even Ayane or any of those characters like that are from the BOA universe, usually it's more of like a fan service overall uh, to be able to use them. Um, personally, that's what I think. Uh, I don't think they really play a big role in the sense of like the story, with with the exception of Ayane, because Ayane has always been kind of like the side role. She never was like the main character until like recently. They've they've given her a role where you actually play as a character and it's part of the story. Uh, Kasumi doesn't is not even really part of the the story at all, with the exception of maybe her small appearance uh, during Ninja Gaiden Sigma Two at the ending, I believe. So, like I said, Kasumi's never been that aggressive. Uh, uh, person and she never was like that like I said she was always caring about her brother and she uh, I mean that's just going from the storyline you know she was always like that and she's always been treated as you know she's like a queen essentially she's like you know the princess of like the Mugen Tenshin clan and uh, a leader you know what I mean and uh, she was always part of like the immediate family like Ayan's or you can say you know Hayata's direct sister whereas you know 
Ayane is is more of a of a half sister. You know, they came from a a jacked up father. You know what I mean? So she was always treated as like you know a separate person or a person that can potentially be just as bad as her the father. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, another thing is, what is up with Ayane's red eyes? Like, she looks like a demon. I think it comes from Raidu, because Raidu's her father. So, Raidu's kind of demonish himself, and it's just really more of like, I think it's just more of just trying to match up with, um, the hair, really. It's kind of matching up with the whole tone of the character, the whole dress style. Uh, you know, as, as you notice, Ayane's very purple-ish, so her eyes tend to be kind of like purple purplish or reddish if you look at any of the previous DOAs it kind of matches her hair color and same with Kasumi same with like Christy and a lot of the other characters if you ever look at it they kind of match the the, the, the same color or the same tone overall hmm. um, moving back to questions because I think we kind of drifted off um, <laughs> what is it um, do you by any chance remember any of the questions because I kind of lost them um I'm trying to remember something. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember the other question. Um, I don't remember. We answered quite a few questions, though. We did, but there was a lot more. And we did discuss them before. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Ah, oh, man. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this. What questions, out of all the questions that you've been reading off and you've been seeing, did any of those trigger a question in your mind? From what I've seen. Um, yeah, that's based on the questions you've seen, or maybe something kind of reminded you of something that maybe a question that you wanted to ask that you didn't get a that you didn't get a chance to ask earlier. Um, not really. No, it's very odd for me to have the the guest asking me questions on the podcast. Did you know what I mean? Right, right. No, no. I'm just curious if you had a question for me. <laughs> oh, so you you're asking me a question. About a question. <laughs> Mind blown right now. <laughs> yeah. Question inception. Yeah. Crazy That's stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Um, there was a question about DOA plus. Oh yeah. What about it? It was um. Someone's actually asking, "Are you in the credits of that game?" Oh um. Am I in the credits of DOA plus? Um, I'm not sure. I actually, you know what? I just I talked with them not so long ago. I was gonna say uh, I haven't. I never asked Team Ninja. Uh, I would assume I am, because um, uh, a lot of the input that um, I was able to get for DOA five uh, is essentially in that game as well. So, and I would assume that even um, the music, like Chosen One's music, is in there as well for when it comes to online play. So, I would assume he's in the credits in that. So I guess I'm guessing I am. I never actually looked at the credits. If somebody can post a picture of that from their PS Vita, that would be awesome. So I can see if it's actually there because I really don't know. I'm totally close. I don't own a I don't own a Vita, and I don't own um, DOA Five Plus on there. I, w I want to, but I just currently don't. Uh, so if anybody has that, that would be good. I know I'm on the DOA Five credits, and I know I'm in the DOA Dimensions credits, but I don't know about Plus. I, I would assume I am. 
Um, another question is this. This is, like you said, um, while you were answering that, a question sparked up in my mind. Um, you know, after you put your input into DOA 5, did you receive a free copy of the game? <laughs> uh, yeah, we did receive a copy of the game. We did receive a copy of the game. It was during the celebration of the the IPL during IPO the launch the the launch day of DOA five. It was that day that it got launched that we got the game and every all the competitors and all the I think all I wanna say all the media as well that was in there got a free free copy of the game. Was that provided by Tecmo Koei or by IG? Yeah, it was I believe it was provided by Tecmo Koei. I think it was Tecmo Koei bags, I wanna say. I can't remember exactly, so don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was them because I remember they were uh, they had a table set up and they were giving them out. Oh, okay. Because, um, interesting thing, I'm not sure if people actually saw this episode yet or not because I just recorded it earlier. Um, it was uh, the voice for Jan Lee. I actually asked him, you know, because you voiced this character, did you get the game for free? Apparently they don't. <laughs> Apparently they don't. And he's he was gutted because, um, you know, he's... After being the voice of Jan Lee, he still hasn't played the game. Oh, really? No. Wow. Um, well, you, know, you know, being a voice actor is, is is or doing stuff like that that's dealing with the game like that in that sense it doesn't necessarily mean you'll you'll necessarily get it. You know what I mean? Because mm. it's just you're just there to do the job. You might not even be interested in the game at all. You know what I mean? You're just doing your job. Another interesting thing I wanted to say was. Um, that I was talking to him and he was saying he was he actually um, did an audition to do the voice of uh, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, he done Jan Lee, so he he was the voice of Jan Lee for DOA Five, but obviously they don't just audition for one character. They they oh, really? they pretty much audition for a lot of the characters and then they see okay the the studio picks. Which one is the best for what? Do you see what I mean? Callbacks right. and things like that. So um, he was saying, uh, I forgot his name. You know the blonde guy? Oh, Elliot. Yeah, he was supposed to do the voice. Well, not supposed to do the voice. He was. He actually auditioned for the voice of Elliot. Imagine yeah. that. The voice of Jan Lee doing auditions for the voice of Elliot. <laughs> and, and the thing is... Um, the, the problem with that was, he actually told me this, is that he normally done voices for, you know, older characters. Oh, okay. So it would have been kind of odd. Like yeah, Elliot would have sounded a lot more mature than what he was. Like like a manly... Well, not man... Well, he is a man, but like a more... He would sound kind of like Bass, I would think. A lot deeper. The voice would have yeah. been a lot deeper. Another question is this. Oh, did we answer the... No? Oh, okay, cool, cool. I remember the question now. It just came back. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how awesome do you think you are? <laughs> and we're going to end on that question. Uh, okay, well, let me do this other one because I just remembered this other one before I answered that question. I think you were asking at one point, and I don't think you asked it yet um, on the on the podcast, about... Um, IPL or the IGN Pro League. Ah, uh, okay. So um, you were asking uh, if uh, 
what was uh, what was the IGN Pro League or what was it about? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So um, the IGN Pro League is pretty much what it sounds like. Um, it's, it's a professional league that the IGN um, hosted or you know had at one point. It doesn't have it anymore. Um, it, it, uh, IGN uh, had recently got bought out by a different company, and they decided to cut cut that part out. They didn't want I, the IGN Pro League, so it got sold. It got sold out to another company. But IGN Pro League was a, a league that had uh, you know professional players and gamers that competed, or anybody that wanted to compete in there, similar to Major League Gaming. Uh, it was a similar style, but uh, what was really good about IGN Pro League is that they were really well established when it came to like a lot of their streamings and a lot of their big prizes. So they would do big competitions for, uh, I think it was like Shoot Mania for PC and StarCraft and League of Legends, and they were going to dabble now with um, fighting games. They thought fighting games were really good, and they were going to do uh, something with the uh, uh, DOA and uh, not just Street Fighter. I think it was uh, Capcom, Capcom games. So I think they were going to do like Capcom fighting games and DOA. They really love DOA from what I was, what I would hear, what I would hear, you know, the whispers I would hear saying, you know, DOA is a really good looking game. They love it a lot and they want to have it. So it was pretty much a set in stone from my understanding that it was going to be in there. But when the buyout happened, you know, even for Capcom, they did nobody, nobody, nobody could do anything. It was, it was bought out and it was sold and, you know, not, neither Capcom or Tecmo Koi could, could really do anything about it. it was really unfortunate not just for i think the companies like uh capcom ign and tecmocoy but it was uh, very unfortunate for players that were kind of looking forward to something like that especially for doa because they felt like you know it was a uh, it felt more like a second coming of another like big league for doa and it was going to get a lot of publicity which it was it was going to get a whole bunch because their their streams get um, thousands of hundreds of thousands, if not millions. I'm, I mean, we're talking millions of views for uh, for a game, and, and, and the fact that your game could potentially get millions of views. Like if you if you played a match against somebody, and a million people saw that, how insane would that have been for anybody that's listening into the podcast? You know, what I'm saying you would have. It's almost like the way I saw it is like there's no way, no other way to see it except for. That's like instant stardom. Like a million people just saw you on a stream regardless if you won or lost. You know what I mean? So it was really, it was something really big. It was something really unique. And I think it had a, I had a pretty good formula and it could have worked really, really well. And it probably still can, you know, and especially with DOA. DOA had a lot of good tools. Team Ninja kind of went out of their way to put a lot of good tools with, with the, you know, the, the battle viewer and, and stuff like that because uh, they knew that it, there was a good chance it would become that competitive. And it, it was, it was a really good chance. Um, but like I said, um, things kind of just happen at the end that a lot of people didn't expect. So, um, IGN Pro League essentially disappeared and, uh, DOA and the Capcom games, uh, didn't get a chance to really go on those streams yet. Let's put it that way. The, you know, you never know when something like that can pop up again and, you know, the community can step up and kind of make their voices be heard and say, Hey, let's try to get DOA back in there. Cause there's always been, uh, through my career of DOA, there's always been a lot of people that are always interested in the in just the gameplay of DOA, just the way it looks, the way it plays, the natural feel of things. It's just it's easy to follow, and it looks great all the time. Okay. So on to the last question. What is your answer for that? <laughs> Let's go from one to ten. How awesome do I think I am? I'm as awesome as the people think. You know, as, you know, if the people think that I'm higher than ten, if they think I'm a twelve, then I'm a twelve. But if they think I'm set one, then I got a lot more work to do. I always leave that to the people. I don't like that answer. 
Because <laughs> it's, it's very vague. Yeah, it's not vague. You have the answer. It's whatever you think. It's always with you. Uh, no, but rate yourself, like, from 1 to 10. What you think. Not me. You. I mean, what would... Uh, and be, I, be honest. Be honest. Anybody that rates themselves for any reason, for anything. This is just, this is just as, as I'm answering this question, I'm giving advice as well. Anybody that should uh, rate themselves for anything that they, you know, they do or, uh, or for their, you know, whatever it is they do, uh, you know, whatever it is they're going through in life. I think you should always give yourself the highest rank. You should never doubt yourself um, that much. So to me, it's like if 10 is the highest you can get, then that's what I'm going to take. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but yeah, <laughs> because if you're at ten, then there's no room for improvement. Oh, there's always room for improvement. You just gotta make the scale higher. <laughs> it's time to improve the scale. Don't leave it at ten. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. It's been no, thank awesome you recording. Me. Oh no, it's don't been... don't thank me. Oh, no, no, that's awesome, man. Just things like these. Uh, people need to continue doing stuff like this. This is stuff that takes time and energy out of your day, and I, and people should be able to appreciate that. So that's what I'm saying. I appreciate you having me on here and, and, and definitely give out uh, a shout-out to all the people that are following you and, and I and your podcast and, and people that, you know, keeping up with me on my Twitter, YouTube, and, and Facebook and all that good stuff. I mean, I, I appreciate everybody that spends the time to listen to us talk about our shenanigans and and, and have um in in the people that reached out to ask those questions it's great that we were able to get that um interaction from people online so it's always good to have these things so it's it's good that you you go out your way to to do these interviews well um i'm just you know this it was it was awesome having you on and you know anytime you want to come on just tell me and you know i'll shoot you a message yep and um, another thing is, people are asking, when is the next TK day? <laughs> and obviously, I'm the one that runs that Twitter. I wasn't given any word on it yet. But ex I'm guessing, expect to see something in July. Hmm, okay. Regarding, regarding Dynasty Warriors 8, because Dynasty Warriors 8 is going to be a big game for Tecmo Koei. I'm not sure if we're, if there's going to be like a DOA tournament or anything like that, because there was one hosted the last TK day, and a TK day before that. Um, but I think the main focus will be Dynasty Warriors. Of course, I don't think we will leave out the Dead or Alive fans. But personally, I know I'll be playing Dynasty Warriors. I won't be playing DOA on that day. <laughs> uh, you know, can't blame me for that. And if there is a a DOA tournament, it may possibly just be on the ps3 depends on who's hosting it because if it's me hosting it i only got the game on ps3 so it'll be on ps3 um but if it's anyone else hosting it it really depends on what console they have so yeah um i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode oh yeah catch you guys later Be sure to check out the Get a Life podcast on iTunes for your Japanese gaming fix and hot chicks. Just kidding. No hot chicks. Just bish. Hey, that hurt my feelings. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just had to be said.